ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 407 of She Podcast. You're probably wondering, where are episodes 401 through 6? Well, actually, I don't think anybody's wondering because this is probably also not going to go live in order and thus the other episodes are still going to No, they come are out. being, yeah, so Melissa's yeah. putting them up this week. Turns out I don't remember how to do it. Well, actually, um, I would say you don't. Yeah, because you switched the whole thing around. But like, I've done that before. Like even before Melissa, I wasn't doing it. You right. and John were doing it, I think. I was doing it. Yeah. So so I haven't done it in a long time yet. Here I am trying to do it and teach other people how to do it. It was a disaster. So um, and also the last couple of weeks have just been crazy with us trying to record like I had yeah. COVID. Then but the week before that, Scott and Isaac had COVID. What happened yesterday? And then the um, week before that was Hunter's birthday. And then the week before that was May's birthday. Fall's crazy. And then some of them were Jewish holidays in there. Yeah, there was like Jewish holidays, birthdays, COVID. And yeah. yesterday was I had to go shopping for Hunter's homecoming right. dress. <gasps> How and did it, it was, go? It went well, but it was like literally the only because Ran is gone from today until mm-hmm. Thursday night, and then really? homecoming is Friday, and really? there was no dress. So I didn't know he was allowed to go places. He all, he does go places. What are you is talking he going, about? Did he go somewhere for work? Yeah. So they went to a conference in Virginia Beach. Wow. Yeah. Did he fly there? No way. No, Are you, I know you're like. <laughs> <laughs> no effing way did he fly there. No, he didn't. He um and his I, friend, they left today. Did Has he been on a plane since 9-11? Do you know? Yes, he went to pick to get me. He went to get me from. L.A. or wherever you're No, in? from Arizona oh. to here, mm. to Pittsburgh. Okay. But so. not since then, though. Mm. Yeah, we are spilling no. tea a little. I was just curious. Is it because of 9-11 that he doesn't fly or is it the pandemic? I don't think I've ever seen anybody have motion sickness to the degree that he has. Oh, that's a shame. It is, it is really, like, honestly, like, you know when people, because I've, I've seen people, you know, I've had some, like, you know, we, I think we've all had motion sickness at some point oh, yeah. in our life, right? Yeah, like, in some way. Yeah. And I remember flying with him for the first time, right, when we came over and when we were hanging out for the week when we were together like he was you know he it was amazing being with him and like Mm -hmm. oh it was just magical and then we got into the plane and he was just sitting up like sitting straight up back straight thought and mind you you know him so his thighs enormous his enormous thighs are as big (laughs) as the entire length the length of his femurs i can't say enormous thighs the length of his femurs are as big yeah. as this space from the back of the seat all the way to the front of the next seat. There is no, like he has to go sideways because they're so big. So that's Awful. number one. He can't even fit. Yeah. And then spine straight up, eyes closed. Like his skin became green and oh, no, clammy. Elsie. And then just like you started to see the sweat. And he and I could not talk to him the whole time because he was just trying to to not throw up, I guess. I don't know. And I touched his skin. He totally cold. And then after we got off, he had to immediately get off and lie down like in one of the in one of wherever he was just laying there for 50. And I'm walking I'm around this. Mind you, we had just gotten to know each other. I was so just I'm walking say, around you must going have been like, what the fuck have I done? Yeah. And no, but so he is that level of sick. And so it takes wow. him at least a day to just get over being on a plane, like for his nervous yeah. system to calm down. And he also can't be a passenger in a car either. It's, mm. he has to drive. And mind you, it's hereditary because even when his, you know, his mom and dad came last. Yeah, they visit you. Yeah. Last week and she threw up on the way. And she's wearing the like it's totally hereditary. Poor I mean, Janet. it's but I've never seen anybody. I'm sorry. Do that. So that's you know, why he tries to avoid it as much as possible. I get really motion sickness on 
cruises, not little boats, but big boats make me mm. nauseous. The idea, because it's like, you, unlike a little boat where it's like choppy, so you, you know, you expect it because everything is moving. Like on a big boat, it's very subtle. You're not sure if you feel this or not. And so yeah. after a while, I'm like, <laughs> I don't like yeah. it. I get really bad motion sickness. But like f- cruises are fun. So it's hard to say no if, you know, someone wants to go on a cruise. So I've been on three and every single time I'm like just sucking down ginger ale, trying not to barf the whole time and praying for land. When's the next excursion? I got to get yeah. up with this. Yeah, it's bad. But so, yeah, so that's one of the things you'd rather not. And you'd just rather not. I'll tell you what, you can learn a lot about how much you love someone when you travel with them on an airplane for the first time, like whether or not you can tolerate that person. And if they're because some people and I guess this is especially men, but I don't know for sure. Certainly in Scott's case, he's the most intolerable going to the airport at the airport and leaving the airport. That is when I have my patience has been tried to the point where I've been like, if I just don't talk to him until we get to the hotel, I think we can save this marriage. <laughs> yeah, we've but, never, I think, oh I think God, everything Elsie. was good. Yeah. He's so anxious. So the packing is fine, but then on the way, he starts to get very anxious and he has OCD. So it's a lot of like, do you have your ID? Is it in your pocket? And then five minutes later, do you have your ID? Where's your ID? You got to have your ID. And I'm like, I will punch you. Stop it. I cannot be asked another time. I mean, because it's like, it's, you know, I probably put up with it for like 40 times before I'm like, please don't ask me this again. I know you're struggling, but but I can't <laughs> soothe yeah. yourself, please. I'm not a, anyway, so there's that. Then he got, one time we got in a fight because we were on our way to the gate and he thought what I wanted for lunch would take too long. So he was trying to dictate what I ate because. Because oh, it was Based too- on. Yeah, based on whether or not I'd have to stand in line for a while. And I was like, oh, my God. just." But, I mean, you know, when those things are new and you don't expect them, you know, I just, you just look at them. Like you, like him laying down in the airport, you must have just looked at him like he was an alien from another planet. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. What's happening I'm, right now? Yeah. And now I like, yourself. now I know because it was really that bad. So it's one of those yeah. things where, you know, when people say like, oh, I get, I get yeah. sick. Then you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, right. you know what that's sure. like. And so you mm-hmm. think, yeah, but you don't see the the extent of which that was the thing. And so I thought, oh, yeah, this is this is incapacitating. This is the kind mm-hmm. of thing where you don't just go like, come on, let's go. Like, it's let's snap out of it. Let's no. It was Yay! like, no, I know. Whoa, this is a lot. That's even. <laughs> sc- yeah. Whew. Well, good luck to him on his trip. Yeah. Best of luck to you. It was so, good. Yeah. So it's we good. haven't recorded. So anyway, in a that is what weeks. I why I could not record because I had to go shopping, and it was the only time that we could mm-hmm. do it. Um, mm-hmm. So it was like it was either now or now. There was no other choice. So yeah, I hear you. No worries. But yeah, we've been absent for a little while. I've been working really hard at stuff for <laughs> she podcasts. <laughs> I want a t-shirt that says like that. I work hard at stuff. I do work hard. All day, every day in parentheses. I do. Well, I've been, you know, I've been training my husband to work with us. Oh, good. Um, That's been super fun. I'm learning about myself. You know, when I I trained Melissa, you know, I was very conscious of overwhelming her and how she felt about doing something completely new. And, you know, you get frustrated at first if you're a perfectionist because you don't know this shit already. And it makes you mm-hmm. mad that you have to learn something when you're smart in every other area. So I'm much more conscious of that the second time around with Scott. Like, I can tell when he's getting frustrated because he doesn't already know the thing that I'm teaching him. And I'm like, why would you know this? Who, When in yeah. your life would you have to know how to use, like, cast magic or a podcast hosting? Like, I don't expect you to naturally know things. But I think inside we do expect to know things ourselves or at least be able to you know like I often feel like if I'm a relatively intelligent person anything that comes my way I should be able to at least comprehend right but that's not you know if it's something totally out of your realm it's not always the case so I'm trying to be very mindful of his frustration level and and give him stuff he already knows but like how would he know anything to do with the podcasting industry you can't you wouldn't no and there and there's a lot of like real basic things that you think like oh just do this 
just grab the people's artwork for their podcast and put it on the right. And they're going to be like, well, where do I go? Yeah. How? How does, you know, and then we've done it so many different times that we can really quick, like we can, we can find it. Yeah. Yeah. So, So, but also part of that is at least part of my teaching style is letting them figure that part out. Don't ask me where to go. Where should you go? You think it through. If you need to find someone's headshot, what's the best way to do that? It could be on their website. It could just be Googling their name and headshot. That's what I do. And just see if I can find the most recent thing. I don't go to their website because who knows when that's been updated. But I know better because I'm, I was a web designer first and I know how long that shit gets before it gets updated. Mm-hmm. I'm like hot, cold, hot, cold. Anyway, so um, yeah. But it's been good. It's been really good. And we're about to launch some stuff. And the sales page for the event goes up today or tomorrow. So we're going to start selling tickets. Now, if you already had a ticket to She Podcasts 2023, you automatically get a free ticket to the one in January. But I will be sending you a coupon. You know, it's not magical. I'm not pre-registering you. You have to um, redeem a coupon to get the ticket because I need an accurate headcount. So that's just an update on that. I wanted to just talk about one more thing. Um, Amanda Krill, our designer, has created has created a software, Elsie, mm-hmm. for coaches and, and entrepreneurs that does all the things that you sign up for that you need is all in this. So, for example, you can invoice a client, you can pitch a client, you can send them the invoice, you can send them a contract, you can receive payment, you can build a membership and a subscription and get paid by the month. You can put all your email in here and do automations. You can book links on your calendar. It's all in one place. And so when I started building the network, I started building it in there because I wanted to see, you know, is it better than having to log into FreshBooks and then log into Typeform and then log into your website? And I'll tell you what, it's a miracle when everything is in one place. Task management. I mean, I can't even think of all the things. Social media posting. It's, a, it's amazing. It's called sheowns.org if you guys want to check it out. Um, and I'll probably talk about it more or show it to you guys at a later time. But um, sheowns.org. Go check it out and see all the different things it does. If you're fr- and Not only does it save you a ton of money, but like I've always wanted a software that has everything in it so I don't have to jump. Right. From, you know, from Google Docs to Kajabi oh, and then from Kajabi to Teachable and then from Teachable to Typeform and then Typeform to Active Campaign and then there's Zapier. Like you don't need any of that because you have That's this. That's so it's cool. Great. I know. It's really cool. It's my tool tip for the day at least. That's a lot because I still don't understand. But that's okay. You don't have to explain it to me. It's one of those things what? where like, I don't understand what it like. It's You said that it's all the things. I just don't understand what that is. So, like, you know how Asana has all your different projects on the left and then you can make tasks for them? No, I don't know Asana. Okay. I mean, I know it, but not enough to be like, oh, yeah, off the top of my head. I mean, it just has sections for everything. There's a marketing section, an automation section, a website section, a client section where you can keep your their contact information, an invoicing section, a proposal section, a payment section. Did I already say that? And then you can make memberships. There's a memberships. It's just like it's all these little folders on the left and you just click and set it all up for yourself. Booking links, like I said, calendar section. I mean, because otherwise, what do you do? You put out an offer via active campaign, which is an email that you send to your people. And then you send them a booking link in Calendly. Yeah. Which then has to follow up with them via email. Yeah. And then, you know, let's just say you have the call on Zoom and then you want to follow up with them with like a like a proposal of what you're offering. Yeah. And so you have to go to either FreshBooks or, I don't know, DocuSign, Mm -hmm. whatever. So how many things have I named? Five things? Yeah. That's before you even have the client. This is all in one place. You can do it all in one place. Never have to leave that one page. It's amazing. So you set it up and then like, if you you have a client that signs up for your thing, it automatically gives them your calendar. Yep, the booking link is in there. It sends it right over. Then they pay. The payment goes right onto their contact page. And it's not everything everywhere. So it's great. For somebody with ADHD like me, it's great to have everything in one place and not have to content. Because the problem with switching out of a screen is distraction. 
mm-hmm. have to go to FreshBooks now and do this. And then I open FreshBooks and then maybe I see something, you know, I got to go back and get the name. Then I got to go back to here and figure out the price. Then I go back. Yeah. So this just saves a lot of time and energy. So it's great. Cool. It looks yeah. like it's a lot of stuff and it's like a mini HubSpot. Yes. But it does more than HubSpot, yes. But you have to pay for the separate things in HubSpot. Like they have HubSpot sales, HubSpot marketing, HubSpot, yeah. you know. Well, this is all together. But yeah, yes. that's what I'm, well, that's what I mean. Like a mini yeah. is in the sense that HubSpot, you you have to do it at scale. It, it's a solution for big stuff. Right. Large. Right. right. <laughs> uh, this is kind of like for the, for if you're a, yes. Solopreneur yeah. type of a thing and you're, Putting all the bits together and all of that. Yeah, yeah. it's great, though. That's really cool. Speaking of cool, I heard you guys won an award. We did. Um, The Feed is an award-winning podcast. Hey, listen, I will claim being the the only award-winning podcast about podcasting. I'll claim that. So we won a Signal Award. We got a Bronze Signal Award for the how-to category how to Beautiful. educational category something like that so it was really neat it was very exciting so we're award-winning we can say that Yay, now you can you always and can. so that's really that's really fun Woo-hoo, yay! congratulations Wonderful. thank you thank you i love it okay yay. now tell everyone the latest poop about the industry oh my god it feels like there's unrest yeah. well it's not necessarily unrest. I think that there's just a lot happening mm-hmm. and has been happening, but I'm not going to touch the entirety of like what's been going on in the space. But Fair there enough. is a lot of conversation around YouTube, mm-hmm. right? Because the conversation around video, video podcasting is yeah. continuing on. I don't know if you've noticed this, but everybody is concerned about video and and I'm not talking about the industry people but even our own everyday type podcasters out there are are going like what about video I need to do video do I need to do video how do I do video hey and then there's a lot of people coming in the space who are immediately thinking that a podcast has video like it is a video like there's a lot of people who are coming in in that realm well so that bothers i can see that bothering you and um and your co-host and like industry people more than that bothers me i don't care what people think when they show up they'll figure it out on their own but what does bother me is the insertion of youtube into the space which seems to have a completely random purpose which is i mean i don't I'm not sure I understand the purpose. Like, why does YouTube need to have a separate section for podcasts? It's been going fine all this time. What is the benefit of that for them? And then also, like, uh, I mean, I get why it confuses new podcasters, but for people who have been doing it audio only all this time, do they need to get into video or can they just, leave, you know, leave well enough alone? Why do they think they need it? First of all, everybody's talking about it. So it's like, so you think about it two different perspectives. It's a little bit of FOMO. It's one of those things where you started your podcast when you were, because you really like audio, right? Okay, yep, and you yep. really want it and you it gives you freedom. You really like the audio medium. You, you found it to be the place for you and that's why you got into it. So there's folks that are totally feel that, right? Mm-hmm. And then- as you've been in the industry, people, especially new podcasters, the ones that have been podcasting within for the, in the past two years or so, mm-hmm. they are actually coming at it with an idea around video already because social media is such, right? So now the understanding of you making video as part of your of the way that you interact in social, is very, very common. Would you mm-hmm. challenge that assumption? Like most no. people are doing stories, right? So you're used to doing Instagram stories, you're used to doing reels. You're you, And so that kind of took away the scariness of having a camera in front of you. In fact, True. it's what you are gonna gravitate towards. And then to add to that mix, what happened in the pandemic, which is before well, right. we were not doing much of video with each other at all. And then every Zoom call. I know. 
because we had no choice. Yeah, that really normalized the use of being in camera and recording both audio and video at once. And so that made it very okay. It was super normal. And yeah, why not use this for my podcast, right? And thus the new people that started off are already like using that whole video aspect of it. So I think that culturally that shift happened. Okay, that part does make sense. I guess I think people when they ask, do I have to go to video are really asking, do I have to be visually entertaining? And the answer there I think is mm -hmm. no. Correct. You don't really have to be virtually entertaining. Like like we're just two talking heads. We just started doing we started doing video years ago, but it, and I mean I believe it was to stay on trend or because we just wanted to experiment and see what would happen, but like we've never added anything special to the videos once they're done. Yep. Um we just put them out, but but they're not you don't have to go the any kind of extra mile other than turn on a camera while you're recording, I guess is all I'm saying. Yeah, right? that's like, like for us, that's our vibe. That's what we've been doing when we've been recording. I think that though there are some people who are considering doing a little going a little bit more of that extra mile because mm -hmm. they want to either stand apart from folks who are doing the talking heads. And they have been inspired by some of the, you know, famous people who are doing shows on YouTube that are kind of, a, they have a lot of production that go along with it. In fact, in the category that Rob and I won the bronze in, yeah. the two Oof. people who, well, actually, I can't say the two because I actually did not see I didn't see the winner, the gold winner of that. I didn't see their actual video. So I don't know if there there are videos that go along with this podcast. But the silver winner, I think his name is Jay Shetty. I think that's his name. I know Jay Shetty, yeah. And um, so he was in the silver. And then so I went over to his YouTube channel and he's got millions of subscribers, right? And his video podcast is beautiful, you know, he's got like all the movie stars, like Tom Ooh, Holland right. is Wait, somebody who comes on a show, right? So he's got all this beautiful stuff. And so people are being inspired by watching that. And also for the Gen Z new generation, people like Alex Cooper, who has been doing video podcasts for Spotify for Call Her Daddy. And mm -hmm. that's a massive audience. And she's got like a beautiful studio and... She does a lot of the promotion, the social media promotion with video. And so that levels up mm -hmm. what that would look like. And people are striving to to do that. Yeah, boy, he does have a lot of people on. Look at him. Wow. What's up with that? Yeah. And then so when you start to think about it, we were so, I mean, happy to get that bronze because there's no way we would have gone anyway. I know. I'm really proud. That's great. So that conversation keeps coming out. Is it important? How important is it? And there are lots of different, I'm probably going to be talking a lot more about strategies, pros and cons, and going very, very deep into the nuance of what this means to you as a producer, if you really, really want to do it. Because there are ways, especially if we were to really properly use StreamYard beyond, hey, here's the link. I got to go to the bathroom. I got to go like, and then just sit down and like do it. If yeah. we just planned it a little bit better in terms of using the tools that StreamYard has to offer, we could have a very put together output for our show because we also have one of the most meaningful tools that most people don't have. And that's that you and I, are entertaining just thank god by ourselves so someone thinks so no, exactly kidding. well i think yeah. no no but the thing is we are entertaining we we are good behind the mic we are good in front of a camera we keep things funny we're interesting so we do have those things going for us and we could make it better right we could have the light we could do silly stuff all the time. Yeah, we can do it. And it would be want, fantastic. Right. So we do have that and that is a benefit to us. We would really benefit from having a show runner 
in the room with us who could shift things around, like give me the camera as in like you would get off and not be here when we're when I'm talking a lot. You could like, you know, they would just be like a single shot of me. We could have a single shot of you. We, we could do all that stuff. But that requires more planning, which neither you nor I are very good at as it pertains to this <laughs> specific show. True, so true. let's just do it right this way. This is good enough. But it does require more thoughtfulness. It requires mm-hmm. more post-production in the sense that you have to now make sure that it goes on YouTube, make sure that you change the headers, make sure that it has a nice thumbnail, make sure that the description is right, make sure that you're tagging all the shit. That's an extra layer of work Mm -hmm. that needs to be thought through. And that's another layer of promotion because just putting it on YouTube does not do anything if you don't tell people, watch us on YouTube. Here's the video on YouTube. And are you undercutting then your audio audience? Or are you using it as a onboarding platform for it? Or do you even care? So those are all questions that you need to ask. What do you think of this? Wondery is turning its podcast into three TV channels on Amazon Freebie, which I've never heard of. The Amazon-owned podcast publisher will be the first podcast video channels on Freebie, featuring over 20 Wondery series centered around true crime, sports, entertainment, and pop culture. So 20 new shows on what I have to now Google is Amazon Freebie. Like where does yeah, you can, yeah, you can see those guys. Like, I I mean, that's, that's great. It's great for them to test it out. It's great for them to put them out like that. Um, Freebie. I think you've seen it. They offer so many different movies and shows and it's just, it's got commercials in it. It's okay. It has some random commercials that pop into it and that's how they fund the free part. So, yeah, video. I know. Ooh, like channel through Prime Vidit video. Hi, Carrie Caulfield. I love Carrie Caulfield. Hi, Carrie. Um, oh, Vidit. Vidit. I mean, Vidit, I, if Vidit. you Google Amazon Freebie, it comes up right in your Amazon browser. It's like a, sep- you know, it's like a separate section, like um, yeah. whatever else. Yeah. Prime movies or whatever. All of these things that we have to do nowadays in terms of the video production, it is a much heavier lift as a whole in terms of the promotional aspects. If you want to market the video portion equally as your audio, and there is also the layer of the pre-production of you getting behind the microphone Mm -hmm. uh, because you have to think through a lot more. I was... What is it that I was doing just the other day? I was about to present. It was something that I was going to present. And I remember thinking being a woman or being somebody who cares about how they look on camera, except for when I record she podcasts, (laughs) 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 because I literally just come into recording this show as I am. But if I'm going to be showing up for almost anything else. I put my face on. I have to pick the right shirt. I have to make sure that my hair is doing whatever my hair is going to have to be doing. I got to pick to see what it looks like. And now it is part of any time that I'm a representative of Libsyn in any circumstance. Right. My level of show up needs to be that much more. So I have to plan in at least an hour of prep time to just be on camera. I know, know? girl. It sucks. I'm sitting here looking at myself on camera thinking I should really get rid of these marionette lines here. Oh, my God, dude. Well, listen, you don't have them, do you? No, you don't. It's just going to continue. What? FYI. What, aging? Yeah, that's what that is, dude. I have it. I have the jowls. Did I They're send you jowls. my blood work from the, from the couple you weeks did, ago? You did. You did. Did you see my fucking work. testosterone level? No wonder I'm growing a beard for fuck's sake. It was really high. Was it explained it? a lot. Not, I mean, I haven't been aggressive per se, but I've Is definitely. high? Yes. It was like. Did they tell you this is high? No, they tell you on the page what's out of range. Well, did it tell you that it was out of range? 
like a normal well it says normal is under 66 and mine was something like 77 or something like that like it was high mm. too high for a woman and i had a feeling that was true and that, that could be menopause or perimenopause or it could just be oh yeah i don't know but why would you say like that explains so much because what because you know over the summer and before i was having like adolescent type sexual oh like adolescent type sexual thoughts and not that I was thinking like a teenager but just that it was it was happening as often as it would if I were a teenager it seemed out of you know not that I'm frigid but I don't think of it eight times a day the way I went for a little while that seemed to have gone away that seems to have gone away though but I went from having like two or three things I had to pluck to like plucking every day like trying to get rid of it I have this like whole section of my hair that's like thinning which they said was from stress but like it can also be because of high testosterone because my when women lose their hair at least in my family it's here in the middle they get like thinning crown but like mine has been here which is like male pattern baldness like my father so yeah so i gotta fix that i gotta go oh my god i gotta go to the and and which shouldn't be right because i'm on because i'm on birth control so that shouldn't even be an issue because I have a Mirena, which releases estrogen. So it's either not working or it's not enough or who knows what. But yeah, that was pretty interesting. Interesting stuff when you pay attention to your health all of a sudden. How do I message just you? Here we go. Private chat. So I'm going to, I'm going to, this is. Oh yeah. Here we go. Those are the things that happen. Yeah, the weight gain. Okay, so here's what it says. Okay. Yeah. So growth of facial hair. Yes. Body. Not really, but I'm not really. Not to be personal, but I'm not that hairy of a body person. My hair's like on my arms is blonde. Like I, I'm blonde, so you wouldn't even know. Deepening a voice. That's always kind of been deep, so that's hard to say. Mood swings doesn't exist. Hair thinning or balding, sort of. Muscle mass. I mean, that'd be awesome if I increased muscle mass. I definitely <laughs> have gained weight. Reduced bread size. No chance. Low libido. Definitely not. It's not low, but it's not out of control. Libido's libido. People are all different. Like I've always been pretty healthy libido, but not obsessed, I guess. But I do like yeah. double entendre sexual j- implication jokes. And I think that makes you, you just have it on the, your mind more, I guess. If you're always like, I, that's what she said all the time. It's like I'm constantly thinking of sexual double talk, which is weird. Anyway, perimenopause is a thrilling ride with all sorts of fun changes. So far, it has been. Very interesting. Elsie, do you happen to know if you're in perimenopause or menopause or do you have no idea? I'm done. I'm done with perimenopause, basically. Does that mean you're in menopause or you're out of menopause? I well, unfortunately, the, I was all I was almost at menopause. Remember that where I was like, yeah. you have to wait a year. That's why I'm asking. But I've had like literally in the past two years, I've had a minuscule in the and my by the in the past two entire years, okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've had two minuscule periods Ooh. that are like that must is have that, been exciting. Is that what that is? Now that must is have that been what very we call exciting? That? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's about it. And so, according to the medical establishment, if I don't have a period within twelve months, then I'm in menopause. Okay. But because I had this random. I think it was a period, then Mm. I'm still not officially in menopause, but I've already gone through, I started perimenopause when I was in the other house, not the little house that you came, the the one that's here, Mm -hmm. but the one in the mountains. Mm, That's when I started perimenopause. So it was, that's early. That was early. You were barely 40. I was, I started. Yeah. Wait, no. How? I was, it was 2014, 2015, 20, 2015 is when I started perimenopause. That's like eight years ago. That's early. But you know what? But my sister is that age, 45, I think. I'm, I'm going to be 49. So she's probably 48, seven or turning 47 this year. And she's in menopause. So maybe it does happen. But she thinks it's because the, the um, fertility drugs she took threw her into it early, combined with the pandemic and the stress, threw her into it early. I don't know. And that's the thing is like, I've, I've had an IUD for nine years because he'll be, he'll be nine in three weeks. So like, I have no idea what I'm in because I've not had a period, you know, since nine months before he was born. So. 
I was 45. So that's like, yeah, I was 45 when I started perimenopause. So it, but it gives you an idea of mm-hmm. how long those symptoms last, right? So it's been yeah. eight years that I've been in this like, whoa, yeah. Yeah, Carrie said I, I had twins, so I went through ags. So she does too. She took Clomid and then had twins and then thought she was still infertile and got pregnant again right after. So she's had three kids. And then, yeah, when she was 45, I think she went into menopause or perpetual menopause. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So that's, so at least I know that's normal because my mom died when I was 30. So we don't, we can't ask her. I can't right, ask right. anybody. Yep. I have no idea what's going to happen. So. And it like shifted, it's like, and it escalated my, in quote, symptoms, like, because they started then. So it's not like you hit it and you're like a wall full of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like you start to see little tiny changes and stuff. And because I was so in tune with my body, I knew, I was Mm -hmm. like, this is hormones. This is hormones right here. Like I immediately knew when I was 45, but then it continued to escalate. Then it like hit a, like a, a pinnacle right around when we were at the other house, I lost like a bunch of hair. It made me freak out. It is a total slow burn. Um, <laughs> I started losing my hair like crazy. I, sh- I shifted my diet. Like, but you didn't see a hairline difference, did you? Wherever I was walking, mm-hmm. I was leaving so shedding. much hair. Like yeah. I remember I went into the, like when I was taking showers, I would take, I would just go like this and it would just, it freaked me out. I was like, oh my God. And my hair is absolutely thin. Like it's super much thinner than it was. But I did change my diet when I started to see what was going on with me. I was like, oh no, not going to have this happen. And that was when my periods were becoming very um, near to one another. And so I... I did a bunch of research and I, I found out that I needed to lengthen my luteal stage. Excuse and, you. And I know. And now so we're getting person I, with the luteals. What's a, lute- uh, <laughs> what's a luteal? The, luteal? the luteal stage in your, it's in with your, uh, in your pregnant and not in your pregnancy, in your menstrual cycle. I believe it's the beginning one before you release an egg before, like after you finish your okay. period and then before you, have, right. you ovulate. So, you need to lengthen that part mm-hmm. so that you can balance things out. So I started to really supplement with iron. I started mm-hmm. to, uh, that's when I started taking magnesium a lot mm-hmm. of the time. Um, I shifted my diet to add so many more vitamins, B vitamins and things like that. Me too. I need to take a ton of vitamins. Yeah. This is the menopause episode. That's the title of this show. Menopause oh my God. Episode. Although I don't even know if yeah. I'm in menopause. The thing that I am now grappling with is my temperature changes because Mm. they are much different than they have ever been in my life. Like I always knew what I needed to stay regulated in terms of when Mm -hmm. I'm hot, when I'm cold kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I have been a very cold, cold as in like my body temperature tends to run cold all the time. So so yeah, that makes so so there's that. But then now every time I sleep, I literally have to take all my clothes off. Now, see, I'm starting to feel like the hot flashes at night were a myth because there was a week or two there where I was getting hot flashes every day at 4 p.m. And I was like, what the fuck is this? All of a sudden, a flush would just come over me and I would start sweating. Or um, this is going to sound weird. I can't believe I'm saying Maybe I shouldn't say this. It's a weird symptom, I think. But like... Parts, sometimes my lady parts have a hot flash without the rest of me. Does that happen too? It's not really like I'm sweating. It's just all of a sudden I'm like, I think my, I think my hoo-ha has a fever. (laughs) It feels warm and I don't know why I'm not doing anything. I want to clarify something because I think, and then Carrie's actually hitting it here. She says a hot flashes and cold flashes, but here's the thing. Yeah, I don't have that either. Everybody talks about hot flashes. Like that's what you hear everywhere. Right. Right. But. I didn't experience things as hot flashes. It is absolute temperature dysregulation of your body. So you get hot and then almost immediately after you get super cold. Yeah. And then so it's this constant like trying to figure out how many layers of clothing (laughs) to put on because it is cold and hot almost at the same time within minutes apart. And that's what the 
problem is. But then at night, what tends to happen is that like there are moments in the middle of the night where my body temperature does get much warmer than it's ever gotten. And so I have to take socks off. I have to take pants off. I have to take like, it's so much warmth. And I, that's the part where now I have to sleep with like cold like it has to be between like 66 degrees. Do you have like a fan for your room so you can? I do, but it's not that. It's I have to have cold everything and then a, a blanket. So yeah, I can't sleep in anything that's about 70 plus degrees. There's no way in hell I can do that right now. Yeah, we, we usually be. keep the house at night at like 62 I mean, especially in the wintertime, we'd rather bundle up than just to, than to spare us. The well, that's good heat. because it's, it's good to like... know that it's local. Thank you for saying that, Carrie, because I really did think there was something wrong with me. But, you know, pretty much everything weird that happens to your body can be attributed to menopause or perimenopause. I'm learning like even like even like if my skin gets dry in like one little spot, they're like, yep, that's menopause. I'm like, oh, I thought it was eczema. But what the hell? OK, great. Or. Yeah. yeah. And the dryness everything. is out of control, like the dryness of. My eyelids, my mouth, my skin, the moisturizers that I need for my face and my body are the thickest. <laughs> Try to find some with um, Amtic, I want to say it's called Amtic acid or some kind of acid that starts with an A. Hyrul- hyr- it's, it, it's not hyaluronic. Hyr- it's an exfoliant moisturizer that will keep you. It worked for me all summer, but the minute I stopped using it, I became an alligator again. But it's, I think it's am, amtic or amlactic acid, not mm. hyaluronic. That's for your face. This is for your arms and legs. Um, and it did really help enormously. You know what else helped enormously, which I never did before? Shaving with shaving cream. Yeah, you never, started using never, it. I'm like, I'm not buying it. Never did it before. This is actually yeah. a product that I've been loving other than the smell. By the guy. Oh, yeah. Hydro Boost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, this, what is this like Neutrogena has made like this line, which is the Hydro Boost line is a fantastic line from Neutrogena. The only thing that I have, and it, and if this is something that affects you at, at all, then it's probably a no-go for you. And they do have, anyway, it's the scent. The scent is like, oh my God, it is so potent and I do not like it. Stinky? But too they stinky. do have, uh, what? Is it too stinky? It's not stinky. It's potent. I don't really like superficial smells. This is what I'm talking about. It's amlactic, rapid relief, restoring body cream. It's so thick. It's almost it's thicker than paste. It wow. is thick. It's really good. It smells like the devil. It smells like the devil incarnate. It smells like burning hair a little bit, but it goes away in a second. Like you can put perfume over it or whatever. I mean, it goes away in a second, but man, it works so much better than regular lotions. Carrie says, I've been using coconut oil, uh, coconut olive oil and baking soda scrub. Instead of cleanser on my face. Yeah. Ooh, I cannot put oil on my face. I'll break out. And rice water after I heard that's very good for you as well. Do you make I your actually, own rice water? Do you like boil the rice <coughs> and then like save it? Some people boil rice and then save the rice water and put it in a um, squirty jar for their hair because it's supposed to be good for your hair. That might help your hair too, Elsie, if you still have whatever you have going on with it. Um, yeah. I just know that like now in terms of like skincare, I'm looking for things that are the most budget friendly because there's some amazing products that are out there. But there's in the in the way that I would need to use them now, it's just cost prohibitive. Okay. It needs to be something that I cannot like it needs to just not be so expensive. Okay, so there's a new skincare line selfless by Hiram H-Y-R-A-M he's a YouTuber esthetician and he has his own line and I think it's very cost effective also Cause Rx C-O-S-R-X which I think is Korean um, but also very cost effective and the Inky is very cost effective you can get all that it's Sephora but it's not crazy expensive like Tatcha so expensive. Yeah, I love um, Tatcha products. They're like my fave. They're decadent, decadent, decadent. They're decadent. I think that I would probably invest in some of those for like the special stuff here and there where I would just use yeah. those. Yeah. But I need, that's why I went with this because I also wanted to go with something that's available at drugstores. But the Neutrogena Hydro Boost line, they do make them unscented as well. Mm-hmm. So you can see those. And then what I've been using on my face now that I will put it on and it's doable 
is is this one here, the Waleda Skin Food. Mmm, skin food. And and like this isn't a small. This is like four dollars, by the way. This tiny little thing. And you can get them bigger, but this is not meant for the face. This is meant mm-hmm. for like the body, but it, they've been around right. since like forever. And it stays, it's full of moisturizing things. And I love it. I hate the feel of a moisturized face. I feel like when I moisturize my face, it's good. That my, if my hand slides in any way, I don't want to have anything to do with it. I hate I'm that curious feeling. if you'd feel like that when you get to the I'm so dry stage because I always felt that way and now I am so dry that I don't know having a moisturizer that's so dense on my face makes me feel normal like it makes me feel like oh I have nothing on my face versus if I don't now I'm like oh my god my and I keep scratching like I'm like oh my god and I scratch my... Oh, that's pretty dry. No, I don't even have And that. I scratch my chin and I'm like, no, no, no. And so now when I have this on, it makes me feel balanced, right? Like, Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I've always had dry skin on my face and I don't think it's very dry right now, but I just don't, I don't like that feeling of over... It's not probably not even over moisturized, just moisturizer on it. I can't sit. I put makeup on right on top of it because I don't like that greasy feeling and it shouldn't feel greasy, but almost everything feels greasy on my face. Like I love the greasy feeling now. That's all I'm I'm going, give it to me. It's gotta be thick, dense, and grease. <laughs> That's not weird. Grease her up, baby. Grease me up. Oil me up. Grease her up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, this is what our podcast should be about from now on, I think. This was fun. By the way, do you know that it's menopause awareness something or other? Menopause. No, but that goes. But that's very convenient, I must say. Hold on. I think it's, let me see. I don't know if it's, yeah. Menopause Misinformation and Management launches this World Menopause Day on October 18th. Mm-hmm. So we just missed it. I guess that's a, some kind of channel that's coming out on. Anyway, but it is it is Menopause Awareness something or other in October. Okay. Nice. So well, we are we fulfilled on- our duty. Is, oh, the theme for World Menopause Day 2023 is cardiovascular disease. There's all kinds of interesting stuff. Yeah, I have uh, one of my friends, Jackie, is really going all in on um, the whole menopause thing. Um, I have to give y'all her handle. I just don't have it in front of me. And you can follow her. It's Jack. Carly, J-A-C-C-A-R-L-Y. Okay. And she did the E-League with me a while ago. She is a menopause specialist. Nice. You can follow her. She's delicious, and um, I love her so much. Maybe we should keep talking. I mean, not that there's not enough menopause podcasts out there. Um, but we can be menopause and tech and makeup and health and all the things and parenting. Yeah. Why not? Of teens. Cause you're, you're, you're a little behind me on a lot of the things. Cause I already right? went through the perimenopause. I'm almost at menopause. So I, we, I can talk from that end of it. Mm-hmm. And you but you're are behind me on the parenting. Cause I have a 25 year old. You do have a 25 year old, but <laughs> you have not raised a Gen Zer. Well, what is he? Yes, he is. Well, that's what I'm saying. But is is Are they? your oldest? Is your old your oldest is not a Gen Zer, is he? What is he? Emily and I Nate were know. born in '97 and '98. We're Gen X. Are they Gen Y? He they might be Gen Y. You're right. I don't think they're Gen Z. I don't know. I have to look. But I mean. They are in the we- they're in the weird like almost a millennial but too young almost a Gen Zer but too old but like obsessed with Shre- they're the obsessed with Shrek generation <laughs> they're obsessed with Shrek everything Shrek uh, and SpongeBob I you know um, what I think that maybe Nate might be right at the top of the like he's right at the cusp of Gen Y and Gen Z yeah. True. He's like, you got Gen, me there. Gen Y.1. Y.1, right. And then I guess Isaac is alpha. Isaac. I, Isaac is alpha. Is 
His generation will never know what it's like not to have an iPad or an iPhone or something like that. Yeah. They can't conceive of the idea of having to get up and change the channel on a television. Or there only being three things to watch. Zoomers. What's a Zoomer? Or commercials. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that, and I'm not discounting your parenting experience as a whole. That's Generation Z. there is a shift in so many things because the level of knowledge I already feel that even even just from speak when you even just talk to me about Isaac he Mm -hmm. already has a vast amount of information that he has consumed that's That's right and and at his disposal that little people it passed Mm -hmm. did not have that level of access to information coming Mm -hmm. easily accessible to them in the past. It's so just, it looks like Zoomers are 97 to 2012, which means that Isaac is, so Emily and Nate are at the very top of the Generation Z, and Isaac is like two years after. So he's Generation Alpha. So they're both at the very, 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 very beginning of their generations, which is, I thought, interesting. Yeah. And I'm at the very, very end of mine, Generation X. So I, that's probably why I feel a little bit, I mean, millennials are six years younger than me, but. It feels right, sort of. Sometimes when they make fun of millennials, I feel like I fall in that category in Gen X, too. It's weird. I'm a hard X. You're a hard X, so Scott. He's a hard X. I'm a hard X. Like, there's no, like, I I stand by the Gen X. Like, there's nothing else for me. Yeah. I don't pretend to even want anything else. Than no, I don't want anything X. else either. I'm just saying, like, I'm, I relate to their jokes, even though I'm not really a millennial. Anyway, all right. Well, we've been doing this for an hour. I guess oh, we should geez. stop. Yes, we should. But I've enjoyed this conversation immensely. I hope you guys have too. Yeah, and thank you. Thank you for being with us live and thank you for being with us on audio. And if you want any of our show notes or links today, they are on ShePodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest at ShePodcasts. And also go to ShePodcast.com for tickets to She Podcast Live in January in Orlando. Tickets are on sale this week. I am putting up the page, I think, today if you're watching this live, all three of you. Otherwise, um, yeah, by the time you hear this, it should be live. So go ahead and join us in Orlando at PodFest, and uh, we will see you next time. Thank you so much. Love you. Mean it. Bye. <laughs>